Hey, welcome back to the Snakebird Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Steve. Today, again, we have something a little bit new for you. We've done one already, but we're off to our second, which is uh, Snakebird Shorts. That's right. And if you missed the last one, basically this is a cool format where we're going to be giving y'all something that God's put on our heart, whether it be a... a movie that we've seen in the past, which is going to be today's, and Josh's was last time. But it's it's one that um, we each present that God has laid on our heart. So it's a little different than the back and forth that you're used to. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's something that just catches us uh, from pop culture, or maybe it's something that's uh, happening in our lives. Um Whatever it might be, it's just something. It's a it's a neat opportunity and and I guess a realm to share that specific thing. Yeah, and we hope you enjoyed the last one and this one today. And if you do, please write in and let us know how you're feeling about these. But that's uh, what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. So what is this one regarding? So I have titled this one "Follow the Leader." It's no big deal. It's so small and light. It's small, it's tiny, it's petite, it's wee. Okay, guys, so in this Snakebird short, we're going to be pulling from a scene in a classic movie that I guarantee you've seen before. And the subject matter is going to be surrounding three qualities that we all need to develop as believers. And that is being a follower, being a leader, and having the courage it takes to know which one to lean into in the various situations God places us in. And the movie is none other than Braveheart. And this has to be one of my top ten movies of all time. I don't think I need to explain why. It's just one of the greats. And the scene we're going to be pulling from is a dialogue between William Wallace and Robert the Bruce. So what has led up to this point is uh, a massive rebellion. Scotland had been ruled by the tyrant king of England, Edward Longshanks, and they were absolutely terrible to Scotland. And William Wallace fought back when he was pushed too far in his own area of Scotland. And he got a following of people that rallied around him once they saw that fighting for freedom was an option. And this rebellion grew and grew as William became almost this legendary hero across the country of Scotland. Once they had basically pushed English forces out of their territory, it got the attention of the Scottish nobles who were pretty much forced to assemble together and basically discuss how they're going to move forward with each of their clans with this new freedom that William Wallace had taken back from England. And working as a type of mediator in this whole mess, Robert the Bruce was torn between holding back from pursuing England against them or joining all of the clans together to rally with William Wallace. Because, you know, not all the clans always agreed with one another. They sometimes fought each other. So it was kind of a mess trying to join them. And he was torn in this situation. And that's what leads us to this conversation between William Wallace and Robert the Bruce. And this is what William says to Robert the Bruce. Now tell me, what does that mean to be noble? Your title gives you claim to the throne of our country. But men don't follow titles. They follow courage. Now our people know you. Noble and common, they respect you, and if you would just lead them to freedom, they'd follow you, and so would I. Now, if you've seen this movie, you'll recall that Robert the Bruce kind of, he looks up in astonishment after William says this, because up to this point, every courageous man in their country was following William Wallace in this rebellion. But here William tells Robert the Bruce, it's now his time to lead, as he encourages him to take that calling. And this scene has always stuck out in my head for for many reasons, and 
it's it's reminded me, I guess, of the various whys in the road that will show up for every Christian who's progressing in their faith. And starting with the very first why in the road, it takes courage to take that initial step when we choose to start following Jesus. The disciples had to make that initial decision to leave everything they'd known and follow the Messiah, leaving behind their livelihoods, all that they were comfortable with. The Pharisees would have to relinquish their titles as mediators to God if they chose to make that jump as well. And it's really no different for us today. There's a lot of things that we we know will change if we commit to the decision to follow Christ. We have to weigh in our own heads. Do I stick with what's always been comfortable, even though I know something's not right about it? Or do I commit to the harder road that leads to freedom? And that's the initial aspect of this parallel. But the thing is, the decisions we must make when following Christ, they don't stop there. After we choose to be followers of Christ, there's going to be times where he asks us to lead. In John 8, 12, Jesus says that he is the light of the world. And that's a pretty clear picture of who the leader is. But Jesus also told us in his Sermon on the Mount that we are the light of the world. This doesn't mean that we are to ever take Christ's place as the light, but we're representatives and ambassadors of him. We represent that light. And this can be scary. It's one thing to say, yes, I'll follow you, Jesus. You make the calls and I'll just be along for the ride, thick or thin. But to take the reins ourselves, if we're asked to, that can be scary. While it's true that Jesus is our shepherd and his spirit's always at work within us, there will be situations he places us in, in a period of time where we have to take some initiative as a leader ourselves. No doubt we're going to be leaders within the walls of our own home, but it goes beyond that. I think too often we visualize the church as a human hierarchy where the elders, the pastors, missionaries are these leaders who we support while the underlings occasionally tell people that we're believers too is our two cents. But Ephesians 4.11 says, Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. And that verse tells us that we as believers, the ones who sit in the pews, are the ones to lead people to Christ. So taking all of this into consideration and tying it into that scene where William is encouraging Robert the Bruce to take a stand in the fight for freedom, I want to encourage anyone who might be listening to this on a few different fronts today. Number one, if you're on the fence like Robert the Bruce was, and you're stuck in that place where you don't know if you want to shake things up in your life because the alternative seems too risky or maybe it just seems like it'll be too hard of a fight, I want to encourage you to consider what definition of freedom you're really chasing in life. Does freedom define as what's most comfortable? Do you define freedom as being free from voices that make you step out of your comfort zone where things feel safe and familiar? Or are you chasing the freedom that offers that peace that surpasses all understanding? Because let me tell you, the peace that surpasses all understanding is the type of freedom that God desires us to chase. Are there things that you know God wants you to do? Are there roads you feel God's trying to direct you towards? If so, you should take a step onto that road that will lead to freedom. Don't listen to all the voices that tell you it's going to be too hard. You might lose your standing among your peers. You might be an outcast. You might lose. That's what the nobles were screaming at William Wallace and Bruce. Do what is right rather than what is easy. And then number two is this idea of knowing when to lead and follow. And this would be centered around human interactions because 
we are all following Christ as the leader. And the thing about Jesus being the leader of his church is that he moves people around sometimes as situations come and as they go. And in these situations, we have to be tuned into the Spirit to hear when God wants us to make certain moves. Just like when Aaron went from following his brother Moses to being the first high priest, the avenue of righteousness for that time between Israel and God, that was a huge position of leadership God asked Aaron to jump into. And and David, all those years of being the least in his family, then having to follow that pompous King Saul who constantly tried to kill him out of jealousy, David was a follower until that moment God rose him up to be a leader. 1 Peter 5, 6 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. There will be times that we follow. There will be times where we continue to just plug away in the daily grind where you keep chipping away at the goals of purpose. But then there will be those times where everyone around seems to be stuck with questions and confusion. And you'll get that small voice inside that says, Hey, I know the answer to this. God has put this on my heart. In these moments, even if you're an introvert and shy, God will call you to step out of your comfort zone and stand up and say, here's what needs to be done. This is what's right. And on the flip side of the situation, maybe you're one who has been leading for a long time. Maybe you're William Wallace and there's a Robert the Bruce in your midst that needs to take the baton to accomplish whatever it is that God's calling them to finish, even if it's something you started. I would encourage you to have the humility to let God use someone else as a leader if that's what's going on. So all in all, I don't know what specific situations you might be facing this week, but whatever they are, I would encourage you to move forward with a big smile on your face as we all, side by side, walk this walk, fight this fight, and follow Christ with humility and courage. Embrace the situations He places us in by having the courage to follow where we need to follow and lead where we need to lead.